Good morning, Director Amira Kazu. This is a pleasure for me to be talking with you this morning. So this is going to be an interview for um, my podcast and my YouTube channel, Carolyn Talks. It's um, a in, it's a podcast YouTube channel where I speak to film creatives around the work about their about around the world about their work, the industry, and what inspires them. えっと、この方はケアレントスという、あの、えっと、コンピューターで。はい。あ、あ、ウェブサイトも。はい。はい。その中で、えっと、いろんな世界各国の監督と映画関係の人とのインタビューをあの、あの、見せてます。はい。オ
anxiety and it was anxiety of worrying about if these young boys especially um uh, me, me guru if he would be able to find the freedom that he wanted because he this whole this whole film is about assumptions i think the monster in this film is assumption people assuming what they know so there is a lot of anxiety for me in that particular scene so that was the emotion that i felt for for, for the majority of the film あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
周りと同じことをしないからすごくあの象徴的なのがあの黒田さんの黒豆って言ってよってクラスメートに言われてあの思ってないから言えないよってはっきり言うんですけどああいう状況で主人公の麦野君もあのやり本当はやりたくないのに。シカーの机の上にゴミを置いてしまうそれがあの多くの大半の人が取る行動だと思うんだけども星川君だけはそこから逃れられてそのことがあの批判の対象になってしまうっていう状況があるんだけど複してるのとちょっと違うで湊君が星川君に感じる感情というのはもちろんえっと、非常に複雑なものが含まれていると思うけれども友情を超えたものもあるだろうと思うけれども尊敬もあると思うその思ったことは言えないのだとはっきり言えることに対する尊敬っていうのが最初にあるっていうのが僕はとてもいいなと思った脚本を読んだ時に。Well, Mugino likes Hoshikawa, but he knows that he's not supposed to like him. But in a way,、um, there's a. a so the, the thing about、uh, Hoshikawa is that he doesn't go by the rules.、Mm -hmm. So he will do things like, for example, when they talk about the little mole, and he says, No, I don't think it looks like a big mole. I'm not going to say it. So he refuses to play the games that the people are playing. And Hoshikawa,、um, and so because of that, they, because he's different, because he doesn't play by the rules, they look down on him and they can't understand him. But、uh, Mugino feels a kind of freedom in that. And、um, he, for example, in this, that, another example is when there's all that garbage on Hoshikawa's、um, desk. He adds to it because he can't resist that. But at the same time, what he added, he doesn't feel good about it. So, it's, and it, so he doesn't, it's, it's this complicated situation in that sense. But he, he realizes that he does respect Hoshikawa in some ways.、Um, that scene that you're talking about in the. And In the classroom where they put the garbage on Hoshikawa's desk. I thought it was a very important scene because there's something that one of the students says, and, is, and it says so much about the entire film, and it talks a lot about bullying, about how bullies react. Bullies expect their victims to react in a way that feeds the bully. They get off on, in, on、um, antagonizing and upsetting their victims, but Hoshimaka doesn't give them that.、He's, they said that he just cleans it up. And then one of the boys say, Oh, aren't you going to react? Aren't you going to be upset? And he's like, he doesn't even respond to that. And I thought it was very important because a lot of people don't understand that sometimes it takes so much courage and strength just to hold yourself back from reacting. And I thought it was very important. And I think、um, Minato saw that and he learned a lot from he, he learned a lot from Hoshiwaka with regards to that. Yeah, yeah, but in the classroom, the scene is very であのいじめられるわけですけどあの普通いじめられた子というのはそのいじめる対象の人たちに対して
いじめられた子らしい行動をするべきですが実はその時に星,若さ星川さんがそれをしないとでむしろ平然とこう、はい、片付けたりするとそうするといじめた方が物足りない感じがするわけですねでもやっぱりそれその普通はいじめられたらこうするんですっていうことを抵抗する一つの勇気と力を持っていてそれを麦野さんがそれを見て、はい、あすごいですねと感じたんだと思います Yes, go ahead I'm so sorry. Um, so my last question. Um, like, I'm sorry, said, you had a question, yeah. No, no he can respond and I'll give my last question because、mm -hmm. I just got the warning.、Mm -hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> so、um, I mentioned for me, the, the monster in the film is assumptions. It's the assumptions that the bullies have about Hoshikawa, it's the assumptions that Minato's mother has about the teacher, and even about what the teacher, the assumptions the teacher has for the principal. Everyone is assuming things about everyone, and everyone's perception is different. You know, the truth is, you know, they say there's three sides to every story the, your, your, your truth, my truth, and then the, truth, the real truth. So I want to ask you, what's your real truth about this film, and what's the monster? In this film, to you.、Mm. Eh, monster, do you know what? Ah, no, what I got more than that. Mean that I got to be the conveyor to sort of state of the 見る視線が違うわけですよねあの考え方が違ったりしててでも先生あの監督にとって、えー、今回は、えー、何が本当のモンスターだと思いますか<笑>えー、あの集団とか人の関係の中で、えー、理解しようとする努力を諦めた瞬間に生まれるものそれがおそらく至る所に起きている学校と母の関係の中でも起きてるしあのクラスの中でも起きてるし映画の登場人物と観客の間でも起きているそのことを観客が見ながら第三章の子,子供のブロックに至った時に観客が一章二章を見ていた自分が怪物なのだというふうに気づくということがあのとてもダイナミックなこう転換があって面白いなというふうに So, in my mind, I think that the, the monster is within the relationship. So, these relationships happen, and then because of that, everybody thinks about this and this and this, and then they try to understand each other, but they don't really. And the monster is, in a sense, the gap, the. the Lack of、uh, comprehension, and in a way, the audience is also participating in that because when they see the first part, they can get a、yeah. certain impression, and then the second part, they get another impression. And so, I think that the monster really is the the、uh, that that what is missing between right, right. the disconnect between the characters. Yeah. の間のこう違うな部分ですね。Yes。Thank you so much。ありがとう。So everyone, that was another episode of Carolyn Talks. And today, this was one of my special interviews for the 2023 Toronto International Film Festival. And I was so happy to do this interview because it's from one of my favorite directors. Not even exaggerating, has nothing to do with prestige or whatever. I just love his films. His films, Shoplifters, 
had me in tears in the cinema. I started screening at TIFF in 2019 and I was in tears, just in tears. And then he had another film, Broker, which screened at the 2022 International Film Festival. That was his first Korean made film. And of course, I am talking about Japanese film screen legend Hirokazu Koreeda. I was, uh, I have to geek out because it's always such an unexpected pleasure for me to be able to interview people that I consider to be on my bucket list of interviews. And like, well, you know, and so like Hirokazu Koreeda has always been one of those. I got to speak to him very briefly during if it was only eight minutes. And I'm hoping and praying that one day I get to have another sit-down interview with him, which will be definitely longer. I appreciate the time that he took to, to speak with me. And I also appreciate the time that his interpreter took. I She told me her name and I wrote it down and I can't find the paper where I wrote it down, but I appreciate her time speaking with me and the team at WellGo USA because they are the ones who helped me organize this um, interview. And my, my friend, Sarah, who works there, she came through for me. Thank you, Sarah. And I'm just so happy, but this was a film, of, um, Monster, which is about two young boys who are discovering who they are as individuals, about who they are as a friendship, and learning to build a friendship when everything around you and everyone around you is against you. It's about assumptions, about the assumptions we have about people. Even young children can have like misconceptions about each other, and it's about that. It's about young bullying as well as adult bullying, and also just like. It, when is when is protecting your child wrong and how is protecting your child wrong that comes through in this story I'm not going to spoil it because I think one of the beauties of his films is you never expect where his films are going to end up and it's like the the storytelling is not linear and I love that because it makes the audience think you know he's not like telegraphing every move that the characters are going to make he's not telling you where the story is going to go when you're watching I feel like a creative film you never know where it's going to end and this film monster is definitely like that so I was so happy to speak to him and I hope you guys enjoy this interview and as I said, this was one of my 2020, 2023 interviews. So you'll find, of course, find other interviews that I've done so far when this interview will be published for A Road to a Village, which is a film from Nepal, as well as an Indian film called A Match. I have those two interviews published so far. This one will be thir my third spoken interview because I also wrote a piece for Kofik, which is a Korean film council. Their vertical um, digital magazine, K-Movie Today, wrote an article about the Korean films that I saw during the festival. And of course, I have more, way more interviews coming, so look forward to that. And of course, you can watch the video version of this interview on my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at Carolyn Hines. That's at symbol Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N underscore Hines, H-I-N-D-S. You'll find all of my TIFF interviews from this year. There are previous TIFF interviews, the New York Asian Film Festival that I covered this year, interviews for Send That, South by Southwest, as well as my usual Carolyn Talks interviews that I do throughout the year um, with independent filmmakers, those from African American Film Critics Association, Virtual Roundtables. I love those interviews because they're where we get to talk to Black creatives in the film and television industry in North America and sometimes from around the world. And um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie CNH12. That's at C-A-R-I-E-C-N-H-12. Find links to my work on the, on my social media as well as just come and talk to me, chat with me on Twitter. I'm always there talking about film, TV shows, music, random things, politics. You know, I'm a multifaceted girl. <laughs> and you can also go to my R3 page. That's R3, A-U-T-H-O-R-Y dot com slash Karen Hines. I find links to all of my podcast episodes there as well as links to all of my film, my writing, which will contain op-eds, film analysis, written interviews, 
and other pieces that I've done related to films, such as those I've done for disabilityvisibility.com. Um, you can find work, all of those links on there. And in one of the selections, you can look at all of the publications that I've published for, with so far. I can't wait to see what else I will, who else I will get to publish with in the future. And I also have a link to my GoFundMe in the description box here on for the podcast and on my YouTube channel because things have been a little bit for me financially lately because of the strike and um the length of the strike was when it went on and it was hard to get pitches accepted so like my income was a little bit stagnated for a while so I have a GoFundMe link in there as well as my PayPal link so if you can donate please feel free to donate any amount that you can it is greatly appreciated and that goes towards my work equipment playing for the platforming fees for the podcast YouTube channel as well as my equipment as well as for coverage at future film festivals at locally here in Toronto as well as internationally I'm planning to do some traveling next year I would love to be able to attend Sundance or South by Southwest in person as well as the Busa International Film Festival in this October um so yeah so that's it so um I'll, as usual I'll wrap up by saying until the next episode of Carolyn Talks everyone stay safe bye mm-hmm.